Welcome to the Unapologetic Woman podcast, where I will be discussing being unapologetic, deepening your relationships, celebrating your sobriety, up-leveling your success, understanding metaphysics, and truly connecting with your sacred, sober, sexual self. I'm your host, Jen Stoney. Now let's begin unlocking your unapologetic woman within. Hello, unapologetic women. I'm so excited for our guest today. Such a treat. So a friend of mine that I was in a mastermind with reached out to me and she goes, Jen, I got some women that I think would be a great fit for your podcast. And I was like, awesome. Like send me the bio, send me like, send me their links. I want to check out their social and see if it's a good fit for the show. And she goes, yeah, of course. So she sends me over this woman's information. And I was like scrolling through her things. I was like, oh my gosh, I need this woman on my show. She is such a powerhouse. Her energy was like beaming from her website, her social media. And so I'm so thrilled that you all get to meet her and get connected with her as well, because she is a powerhouse. So I'm going to introduce you to Desiree Stafford helps coaches and other service-based entrepreneurs attract the right clients at the right prices so they can break through to five to six figure months with simplicity and ease. She has loads of testimonials. And one client said, I made $26,000 the previous year. Three weeks after hiring Desiree, I made $50,000 and $190,000 in four months. I'm also attracting clients who are right for me, clients who light me up and honor my work without me having to stress over funnels. I get to show up as myself and that's mirrored back to me in the level of clients I receive. Other clients are creating consistent 20K months and some are seeing huge positive effects in their personal lives. Like, wow, wow, wow. Welcome to the show, Desiree. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Can't wait for this. This is so awesome. So I really want to dive into all the things, but to me, the most inspiring motivational thing to really allow people to see what's possible and to see that you create your own life. You have the power to create what you want. You are the artist of your life. And we have a lot more power than society, than what we're taught growing up that we have. And so I want to ask you, you didn't always own this business and what brought you here before. So before we dive into all the business aspects, share with us a short version of your origin story, right? Like you are a powerful woman. You are a black woman. You are a happy woman. You are like, like, tell us, like, how did you come to really own your genus zone and step into this place of power? Like, where were you before that shift happened? Yeah. So my journey has been very colorful. Uh, I did not know I was going to be an entrepreneur. I'm, I would consider myself, myself an accidental entrepreneur. Um, I was very intrapreneurial. So I was willing to take the lead in a corporate structure, but I never knew that I was going to be off on my own. But after getting laid off for like the umpteenth time, <laughs> I had a conversation with my dad, who is an entrepreneur. And one of the things he said to me, I'll never forget it. He was like, that's why you need to be independent. And that planted mm. in my mind. And that led me to starting my first business. I did it part-time, took it to six figures in less than 12 months. And I had a full-time job, right? So I was having fun. It was, it was just fun. You know, you have your base salary and then you have money coming in on the side from your own business. It's just like the time of my life, right? But that was my first business. Then I partnered with someone else um, when I was in like this in-between phase where I had gotten laid off from one of my jobs again. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of the, the sign for the universe that yeah. not meant to work for somebody else, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Oh, I do. Yes. <laughs> and I partnered with somebody else. That business was successful, but we were not great partners. So we ended that business. Mm-hmm. I went back to work. Uh, so I went, I did this dance a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And then I had a partnership with, um, I actually desired to be a partner in a seven-figure company. I had no idea how that was going to happen. This was my first, um, I guess, awareness or introduction to the world of manifestation. I didn't know what I was doing. I was one of those unconscious competent. And I decided one day that I wanted to be, you know, a partner in a real estate development company. And within a couple of months, I get the phone call from someone that I had invested with before in in, in, a, in sense that I purchased a property from him before, but he happened to be looking for a partner. So he calls me up one day and he's like, do you want to partner with me? I'm like, 
Of course. <laughs> so I step into this company and in the beginning it was fun, right? Mm-hmm. But this was the first time at this point, because I left my job to join him full time. This was the first time that I was fully self-employed with absolutely nothing backing me up. And at first we did well, you know, I had one idea that helped us double our revenue within the first year, I believe. So we were now multiple seven figure company, um, but we were falling apart as partners. This was Mm. where I started to recognize that I was losing my voice. Like I recognized back then that I was good by myself, but when I was partnered with other people, especially people who I perceived to have more experience in me, more knowledge than me, I would shrink. And that's exactly what happened in that partnership. It was imposter syndrome that I was struggling with. and I didn't really know. So after two years of doing okay, do you know what I mean? He decided (laughs) to close the business and he went off on it with a different set of investors and made millions. And I went back to work feeling like a failure because I didn't know that what I was actually experiencing was just par for the course. You know what I mean? Like I thought yes. I, I had to keep experiencing success after success after success. At that time, I did not have a very good relationship with failure. I didn't realize that it was part of the journey. Yes. So I went back and I felt like I, not that I failed in the business, but that I was a failure it became part of my identity. Right. Mm. And I get back to work and I thought, oh, I just need to make some, you know, make money to cover the bills or whatever. But I was really hiding in that position. And I was very unhappy because go, like when you've been out on your own and then you go back to working for someone else, you're like, wait, like my freedom is gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if you have to work 12 hours a day for yourself, you'd rather do that than work five hours with somebody else because it's a, it's just a different way of being. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do. My husband and I talk about it all the time because he's an entrepreneur too. Yeah. And it's, it's like, wait, I have to ask for permission if I want to go to my kid's school to volunteer. Like, it's just these things that you take for granted as an entrepreneur. It's like, wait, so like I'm selling my myself yeah. from like nine to five. Like it, it's, yeah, it's yeah. so different. It was that. And it was, I remember my mom called me up one day and she's like, you should be a life coach. I heard this guy on the radio who's a life coach and you like to tell people what to do. So why don't you look into becoming a life coach? Now, you know, that was back in the compliment, right? Uh, yeah. It was what I needed because the mm-hmm. truth is I had been coaching my entire life and I didn't know it was a profession. So as soon as she said that to me, I looked into it and that's when I started realizing, I was like, wait, if I had a coach supporting me when I was in this partnership, I don't think I would have gone back to work. I would have recognized that what I was experiencing were not stop signs. They were growth signs. They were an opportunity Mm -hmm. for me to expand into who I really wanted to be. And it was that day that I made the decision that I wanted to be a professional coach, but I also wanted to work specifically with women. And I wanted to work with women in the area of business because I didn't want to have other women who were brilliant and talented and so effing capable you know, take the step back that I did. Now it Mm. it served me because it helped me find what my real purpose was, but I knew that women didn't have to go through that anymore. You know, before I even got to my own business, part of the work that I had done previously um, was I was an office manager and one of my responsibilities was HR. And I would see resumes come in of people who had been out on their own, running their own businesses, and then they would come back to work. And I remember back then, I was like, why does that happen? Like, I didn't understand it, but now I understand it, right? So now the position that I'm in when I'm supporting my clients, most of them are are doing well enough that they don't consciously fear going back to work, but it's often a subconscious fear. It's often this fear that I don't know if I can make my own money or I don't know if I can sustain this at the level that I need to sustain it. So there's a lot of fear going on that they're not even aware of. And that's what actually keeps them playing small. So my work then with my clients, and this is the stuff that I love to do, is to help them not um, avoid the fear, not not annihilate the fear, because I think it's helpful, right? Because it's going to indicate to you the stories that you need to release so that you can rise. But it's to learn how to manage it. It's to learn how to use it. It's to learn how to transmute it so that they get to step into their full power and fly. So that's, that's how I got here. <laughs> I love that so much. And I just keep hearing like these shifts in your life kept bringing you closer to your true alignment, mm-hmm. your true purpose mm-hmm. and your Gina zone that often we both know our Gina zone is not something that we always like go, oh yeah, but like, no, no. Right. Like in high school, I had people telling me I should be a coach. I should be a speaker. I should write no, no. And 
What I love is that you're showing people that even after burnout, right? Like, yeah, I built a six-figure company, but then I was exhausted or wasn't sustainable. And I'm sure you have people come to you with that where they're just like, hey, I did this. I built this. I closed the 24 grand sale. I create a great success. I have the testimonials, but I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I can't continue to build a company in this way. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people outside the coaching industry, they won't understand that. They're yeah. like, what do you mean it's not sustainable? Because anybody in corporate America, they'll be like, well, you're just supposed to show up and continue to go to your job. And it's like, yeah, but as an entrepreneur, you get the choice to say, is this fulfilling? Because entrepreneurship is about freedom. Yeah. And it's about coming home to yourself and utilizing your gifts that you were given to truly serve this world and make good money doing it. Yeah. Right? Like it's, it's, you get to do both. Yeah. And so I love that you shifted in that way in closer proximity to really what you're here for. And I mean, just the few testimonials that I read at the beginning, like that's just a few. When you go and check out this woman, it's just like, it, you keep scrolling. Like there's just one after another, after another. So it's not like, oh, this one person, right? We all know where like somebody's like, they have that golden per like client. It's like, no, there's like countless. So I want to ask you, like, as you shared with me beforehand, you love to show up fully and help help your clients do the same. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what does that look like on a typical Tuesday? Like for you in a typical week, when you're showing up fully, which I'm sure you do every day, but like, give us that typical, I want to like, I want our listeners to really kind of step into that vision of like Desiree on a typical Tuesday and what it looks like to be an entrepreneur showing up in her full power. Like, so what does that look like? Yeah. On a typical Tuesday, it's me waking up, connecting with myself first. Mm -hmm. I, that's one of the things I teach my clients, connect with yourself first. Even if you have kids, you've got to carve out some time because you have to set the tone, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about me getting connection with myself. The relationship I have with myself is a relationship that's most important because it determines a relationship I have with everybody else, mm -hmm. everything else in my life. So that's the first thing that I do. And I spend my mornings doing that. I typically don't do any client facing work any day of the week before noon. That doesn't mean that I don't show up in my business. A lot of times when I'm connecting with myself, that's when I get my best content ideas and I'll create those, like the, the pieces of content and I'll put them out there. But when it comes to engaging with clients where I have to, you know, exchange energy, I don't do that typically until early afternoon so that I have the time that I need for me. And then, you know, it, I usually only coach two, two days a week. So I have three days a week when it's really flexible. And on those two days a week, when I'm working with clients, it's doing what I just said. It's connecting with my clients, coaching them in, in whatever way I, I need to, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or whether it's in group. And then the rest of the day is pretty free. Content ideas come to me all of the time. So whenever I get an idea, I'll post it. And then I ghost. I don't spend a ton of time on social media. I actually live my life. And that is what creates number one space for me. Cause I need that. I'm an introvert and I, and I just need a lot of space for me. I also believe that so much of the value that we add to our clients' lives is not just what we teach in terms of our expertise, but it's also our energy. So it's really important for me to take responsibility for managing my energy throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So it's balancing education for myself. It's also balancing um, educating my clients, supporting my clients, receiving for myself. Everything I believe is about a balance. And that's what I strive for throughout the day. And so my days are not rigid. They're not hard structured. They're, like I said, two days a week where I have specific things to do. And then the rest of the days of the week, they're pretty fluid because that's what works for me. And so I encourage my clients to do the same. Like I have so many clients who will come to me. You mentioned burnout at the beginning. Mm -hmm. A lot of reasons, or a lot of times the reason that they're burned out is because they're not building their business around who they really are, around what they actually value. They have, you know, given their authority to someone else and, and they believe because someone else has this six or seven figure business and they did it that way that they need to do it that way too. Nothing could be further from the truth. I oh my gosh. Can we pause on that for a minute? Because I, there are so many coaches out there that will say you do it this way. And here's the thing. Every strategy works, Yes, but not every strategy is meant for every person. And also some strategy could work for a certain period of your business. And then you might want to shift. 
Maybe, maybe you have a baby, maybe you move, maybe you want and desire a different lifestyle, right? There's so many reasons to shift the way that you do business that feels more in aligned with you. Just like we talked about at the beginning of the show in your story is that when you see failures as an opportunity to realign. And just like I always tell my clients, I'm like, look, I'm here to say, teach you and show you what to do and what not to do. Like here, learn a lesson that took me six months and cost me how many thousand dollars here, here you go. Here's five minutes. And here's what, like, there's so many gold nuggets in that. But can you like paint me a picture of like a woman or maybe a client you can think of that came to you and was like, okay, I'm going to do this strategy. How do I do it? And by working with you, you brought her back in alignment with really how she's meant to do business and how you guys restructured it. But it was really through her listening to herself, I'm sure of like, really, but can you kind of take me on that journey so our audience can learn what it looks like for a successful high achieving woman to come to you? Yeah. And to say, like, I'm successful. I have a six-figure business, but I'm exhausted. Yeah. I have a perfect client in mind. Um, she was stuck at $20,000 a month. She wanted to hit 100K a month, but she couldn't do it. And she tried for almost a year and she couldn't figure out how to get there. Um, and a lot of it had to do with how the business was structured. It was overwhelming, which is why it was causing her burnout. She was selling courses. And there's nothing wrong with selling courses, but it, it was harder for her to get to 100K a month if she's already burned out having to sign 10 clients into a $2,000 package, mm. or not even a package, of course, right? So we rework things. I, I got really clear with her on what is your vision? What do you want for your mm. life, right? Like I don't just start with the number goal. I actually start with the personal desire. What does your life look like? And then how much do you need to make in order to support that? That's how we play the game mm. in the world. And so we calculated those kind of things for her. And then she decided, you know, I want to make this much money. Yes, but I also want more time to be a wife. <laughs> I want to mm. have a baby soon. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Things around that, like having that in mind. And she created a mastermind and she charged $25,000. She got to 100K in um, sales in less than a month. But then she also created $20,000 a month in reoccurring revenue. All she has to do now is keep putting four more clients into that mastermind and she's stacking 20K a month. And so she's going to be mm. at 100K a month in no time. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, like, totally. Yeah. Simply by deciding what she wants for her life for, you know, and not just for herself, but also for her family. What does that look like for you? I've had other clients say to me, you know, I would just really love to be able to meet my girlfriends for lunch in the afternoons. I'm like, so let's design your business that way. Do you know what I mean? It's yes. I, for the client, what do you want? Because whatever you tell me you want, you can do. All we need to do is know what it is so that we can then create the business around that. And that's mm. the freedom. Like people think money is freedom. I don't. I used to think that once I got to 30K a month, I would feel free. I thought that when I get to 50K a month, I'd feel nope. free. When I get to 100K a month, I'd feel free. And I nope. didn't because the money doesn't do it. Like it doesn't do that. Freedom is a feeling that we create within. Right. And so mm -hmm. that's like taking into perspective, what is your definition of success? What does that look like for you? Cause it looks different for everybody. And we need to figure out what your definition is and build your business around that. Mm, I love, love, love that. And, you know, I coach my clients and romance, love, and really setting those boundaries and creating success in their life unapologetically and truly being those high achieving women who owns that they can have it all. Yeah. Right. And one of the big things that I, that I have found reoccurring with my clients is that when we ask the question, Hey, if nobody were to judge you, criticize you, and you were to tell me really what's coming through your heart center. What do you desire? What lights you up? What turns you on? What makes you excited? What does that typical Tuesday look like? What does it, what does it feel like? What does it look like? Not, I don't, I don't want to hear about the wedding. I don't want to hear about this birthday celebration. I don't want to like, what is the day to day? What does it feel like? What does it look like? Let's get so clear because here's the thing. I'm a firm believer that God does not dangle carrots. You can say God, you can say universe, you can say source. If it comes through to your heart, like that's the first layer of manifestation is like, it's going to be birthed in the physical. It's first birthed in our heart center. And so when we have that, 
you know, those bosses where they like dangle the carrots and they're like, Hey, if you do this, you'll get this. And then you do the thing and you don't get the thing that they say, like, God doesn't do that. So it's like those desires are placed in us because they're for us. They're a part of us, but we have to believe we have to trust. And so I love that. It's like you hold space for them, but then you give them the steps yeah, and the tools to get them to truly embody that in the physical, because strategy met with energetics is everything. Yeah. So one of the things I will say, I believe that one of the reasons that a lot of women don't trust is because we've been conditioned not to. Mm-hmm. So many of my clients, I, I talk about it being the good girl or the nice girl conditioning, right? Like we have been taught, you know, I even just did a post about this actually. So many of my clients come to me and they will say that they've been told that they were too much. They're too mm-hmm. intimidating. They are too direct. They want too much. Who do you think you are? You must think you're better than us. Like that kind of stuff is what makes a lot of women feel like it's not safe to have what they want. To be who they want to be. Many of my clients, including the story I just told you about the client who went from the 20K months to the 100K months, one of the reasons that she didn't get there was because she felt like she was too small. She wasn't. Mm. Woman was a powerhouse. I could see it. And that's another thing. So many of my clients come to me and they're like, I know I'm playing small. And I'm like, Yeah, you are, but you're such a powerhouse. Like you think you're playing small and you are in comparison to what's possible for you, but the people around you already think that you're too much. So let's just go into that. Let's just accept that there are going to be people who think you're too much so that you can give yourself permission to play a bigger game, right? Because that's one of the things so many of my clients are afraid and many women in general Mm -hmm. are afraid to be true to who they really are because they're afraid to lose love. They're afraid not to be validated. They're afraid not to belong. They're afraid not to feel like a part of the group. They're afraid to be ostracized. So one of the things I teach my clients is you have to be the first one to love and accept yourself unconditionally, because when you do that, then you will be number one, okay with the people who cannot handle your light. And you'll also attract more people who are ready for it, right? So we have to take that level of personal responsibility for how we're showing up in the world. And we have to be willing to let the chips fall where they may, because quite frankly, I would rather be loved for who I am than like for who I am not. I don't remember who's- Amen. But you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I so do. And you know what I love that you touched upon too is in entrepreneurship, especially in the coaching industry, when you are growing at this rate, when you are allowing your business to grow at a rate where some people are like, man, I would love to have a job where I can make 100K in a year. And and you have this dream and you have this vision where you're like, I want 100K a month, right? Or you might have a vision that you want 100K a day. There are certain things that we learn along the way where those dreams, those visions, it's important to embody that trust and to also keep those dreams alive by sharing them with people who believe in them. And so, yes, yes. And it's, (laughs) and that know that it's not just possible, but it's going to happen. Like it's already here. And so I love that because by hiring a mentor, right, by a client coming and working with you, it's they can have that space held because most entrepreneurs who make it to a certain level will tell you, wow, I really thought like my family would be more excited. Like I had a 24K day, I had a 50K month and I celebrated and they looked at me like, how did you do that? What do you mean you made 50K in a month? And then they start analyzing. And then what does the human in us do? We start defending and then feel bad for like doing it and like, oh no. Oh, and can I do it again? And then there's all these things, right? And so I'm sure, and like you tell me, you probably help your clients learn to one, feel unapologetically amazing about it, but to also know that you're not meant to celebrate this with everybody and that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's one of the core things I do with my clients, because again, so many of them have been so conditioned to play small. I I had another client who um, wanted to raise her fees and she did, you know, I coached her on helping her see the value Mm -hmm. for a little bit on her identity. Um, She decided to raise the fee before she sold it. She decided to raise a fee and she was so excited about it because she felt so good about it. She shared the new fee with her mother and her husband. And they were like, "Uh, nobody's going to pay you that much. And so all the work we did, she like she shrunk back, right? 
So then of course, I'm so glad she told me because I had to coach her again, right? And then I gave her some tools and techniques to really do the work to ground into her value on a consistent basis. This is the work we have to take responsibility for. Mm -hmm. So she did that and then she went out and she was able to sell. And then she raised her fee again and then raised it again and again, right? But we have to be mindful of the fact that not everyone who um, loves us dearly and they want the best for us sees the vision or even understands our business, right? Like it's my belief that when you're in the space or I call it the bit being in the business of transformation, your work is priceless. I don't care what you tell me you want to charge. I believe you can get it. And as long as you believe it too, you will attract the right clients to you. But it's when we go out and we share with people who don't understand what we're doing, right? They don't get the value. And then they're going to project their own fears and their own confusion and stuff, which honestly, a lot of times it's them reflecting back to you, the wobbles that, that you're hundred percent. Yeah. So you get to clean 100%. that up. So a lot of times my clients will get triggered. I'm like, there's nothing to get triggered. I mean, you yes, get triggered, but it doesn't mean there's something wrong. We just now have more stuff to clean up and it's a good thing, right? Because then you're going to be able to go out there and make the sales. But a lot of times what people do is they, if they don't have the right support, they will shrink back and they think there's something wrong with them. I remember when I did my first 30K month, I shared with a former friend and she was, she was like, what are you talking about? I remember when I took my business to 500K in like six months, I shared it with another friend. She was dead silent. I'm like, like, how come these people are not happy for me? And it's not that they're not happy for you. It's they don't understand, right? So you have to make sure if you want to continue to grow, that you're around people who get it and people mm-hmm. who will uh, encourage you. It's not the best idea. And I, I often share this with my clients now. It's not the best idea to go sharing your new fee with people who don't get it. You know, you share it with 100%. people who do understand. 100%. And I think you nailed it in the point that when you allow that type of energy in, it's almost as if you're asking for the validation. Of and one of the one of the acronyms that I love reminding my clients to use is using weight. And to ask yourself before you open your mouth, like, why am I talking? Yeah. Am, am I talking to get validation? Am I talking to manipulate, to control? Like, really? Why am I about to share what I'm going to share? And to really be mindful and be like, mm, yep, no, no, I'm just sharing this so they can tell me I'm awesome. And I already know I'm awesome. So, and I know that if I share this with them based on the past experience, most likely they're going to say something that is not going to serve either one of us. Yeah. So it's okay to talk about the weather with some people, but <laughs> it's hard for us to do that sometimes. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. Because some people you can't, and that's why you hire the experts in business. Like that's why you hire, like you look at the top leaders in the industry, they have a team around them, supporting them and showing them what it takes. And you look at, so I'm in sobriety and I'm over 15 years sober from drugs and alcohol. And you look at people in recovery, they don't go to their mom, their sister, their friend to be like, okay, how should I get sober? If that person's never been in recovery and doesn't know the steps. And even if they do, there are certain boundaries that like really getting somebody who has a very healthy outside perspective, they can call you on their, on your bullshit. And so it's working with another alcoholic who's sober is truly how so many millions have found success in sobriety. So it's just to remind ourselves that like, Going to somebody who isn't in the business we're in, we're not in the field, them not getting it doesn't mean they don't love us or celebrate us. It just means got to be mindful about it. And so I love like that you take your clients through that. But I think it's also important for our listeners to hear that. Be mindful who you share things with. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I love that your client shared it with her husband because there's times I've shared things with my husband where he's like, okay, so I don't, I don't really get this, but I want to be supportive. So like, what are you looking for in a response? Right. Because he really, he was like, I don't understand this part of your business and we're both entrepreneurs, but he's like, I don't understand this part of like the coaching industry. And I was like, that's fine. You know? And I I think that's beautiful when someone can say that and when they can be like, so what, how can I support you and celebrate you? Right. And then that allows for that open dialogue being like, I just want you to tell me like, awesome job. And he's like, okay, awesome job. Like, you know? And so, yeah, it's really sometimes as simple as being like, Hey, I don't want your opinion. Can we just celebrate this accomplishment? And boom. Right. But I want to ask you what in your mindset shifted when you began showing up 
and fulfilling your life's purpose on a new level in your business. So I'm sure there was a point in your business where you took it from one level to the next, to the next, like there was those shifts. So what was that mindset shift for you? An energetic. Yeah, I was about to say that. (laughs) Right, right. It's the full thing. Yeah, because honestly, and I'm glad we're having this conversation because a lot of people think it's just mindset. And I thought that for a long time. And I spent so much time working on my mindset. I'm like, yeah, but nothing's shifting. And it was that, it was the awareness that nothing was shifting when I just tried to work on the mindset. And it was for me, what's created the biggest shift I think I alluded to this before is the relationship I have with myself. Mm. I didn't realize how important that was. Mm. I didn't even know. And I think so many people are not consciously aware, or at least not often enough that when we are not showing up fully, it's an act of self-betrayal. It's an act of self-denial. And that's what was happening. I was so on this quest to make more money, to finally prove that I was worthy and prove that I was smart enough and prove, 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 prove that I didn't realize I was rejecting myself the whole time because I wasn't Mm -hmm. accepting myself as I was in this moment. And so Mm -hmm. many people are doing that. And it was that awareness. And that was coaching that got me there to, to help me see like, hold on, Desiree. Like you have to accept in this moment that you're enough. It doesn't matter how much is in your account. It doesn't matter how many clients you have. It doesn't matter what their results are. None of that matters. You have to accept that you are whole and complete right now as you are. You know, it was that. When I got to that place, that's when things took off because I no longer then needed anything external to change before I could give myself permission to be doing half what I wanted. That was a game changer for me because other than that, like I was always waiting till I achieved the next milestone before I would say, okay, now I'm ready for this. <laughs> Do you know? Yes. What I mean? Yes. It's, it's really acting and embodying the energy acting as the woman at the end, right? Like really holding space and being like, why do I need to wait to have these numbers and this amount of clients? Why not show up as the powerful woman who knows that she already has that? Yeah. For me, before I got to the acting that way though, it was the feeling that way. And that was, yeah, it was huge for me because I always projected a lot of confidence, but I didn't always feel confident. I was like the powerhouse, but I didn't like, everybody saw me as a powerhouse and many of my clients are the same. I'm like, everybody sees you, everybody in your social circle sees you as a powerhouse, as a rock star, but you don't actually feel it. You know it intellectually, but you don't feel it. Like Mm. for a lot of my clients and myself included, we would achieve these goals and we're like, I should feel different. Like I should feel successful, but I don't. I know I'm successful. I, I have the external trappings of success, but I don't feel it. Right. So for me, it was learning how to feel the way that I wanted to feel on purpose that because I was always taking the action. And many of my clients are that way. They're showing up consistently. They're taking the action. They're doing things. But but there's a disconnect in how they feel. And when that feeling shifts, the results explode. hundred percent. And it's to me, it's like you can you can fake it all day. But if the feeling it's a feeling and the thoughts combined. When we had the feelings and the thought, the Mm -hmm. energetics and the mindset, we have truly shifted our chemistry within so that when we show up, we, it's like the person who has the healthy lifestyle. Okay. And they eat healthy. They have standards for food. They're not willing to eat McDonald's every day. And it's just say, well, but of course I'm not going to eat a Big Mac. They wouldn't accept less. And I feel that when we have that feeling within us, when we've embodied that level of success, we're like, well, I'm not going to accept anything less. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's true owning, right? And there's levels in my marriage where it's just like somebody else, their standards might be there. And I'm like, oh, that's not, that would never fly. Like, that's not even going to, but there has been a lot of shifts and a lot of failure to get to the place, right? <laughs> to be able to know and own that and to also know what we would lose if we didn't. Yeah. And like, you don't ever want to go backwards. And so to truly nurture that every day and nurture that feeling and nurture and embody that, what did you add something to your practice every day? Or was there something that clicked that allowed for you to really feel that within your body? Or was it the consistency and then something just tipped? Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think if I added anything, because I played with so many different tools and techniques. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I don't, honestly, I think I probably reduce some things actually and honed in on the specific things that actually work the best for Mm -hmm. me almost like what you said about strategy like the external Mm -hmm. stuff 
I believe a lot of almost any internal strategy can work if you understand what you're trying to accomplish and it feels good for you, right? Like, because you can try any strategy that you want. Like one of the big ones that most people talk about and they love is EFT. And I had a coach who was really big on EFT and it made her millions. EFT didn't do anything for me, but it was because I wasn't applying it correctly. Mm. The I thought we were supposed to do EFT was, and the way that I perceived what she was explaining was about, let's get rid of the emotion. Let's, you know what I mean? Mm. But that's not actually what you're supposed to do. You're actually mm. supposed to allow yourself to feel. You're allow you to allow yourself mm. to process the emotion. You don't want to suppress it anymore. No. A lot yes. of people, even in law of attraction teaching, the way it's taught or the way it's explained for most people, there's 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 a lot of nuances that are missing that have a lot of people trying to like jack up their energy all of the time. I don't believe in that at all. Like I am so like I am so much more real now that I have ever been. I feel more than I have ever felt. Mm-hmm. And my emotions still go like this. Yeah. But with it now there's a difference you know what I'm saying whereas before the way it was um communicated to me it felt like no you, you've got to be here most of the time but that's not that's not you're not human Do you it's know not I'm- oh and my I- gosh and I don't know if you know this but I'm an EFT practitioner so and certified as a guided guide med- meditation guide chakra healer all that stuff but here's the thing is that for me and especially as a woman in recovery you cannot suppress your feelings. Mm-hmm. And there's a level of success for high achieving women where they're just like, I just want to be this like perfect, like this J crew, just like everything's just like the same. I'm going to put my pearls on. I'm like, no, but having emotions isn't bad. Yeah, It's a good thing. It takes like 90 seconds to process emotion. It's when we take that emotion, pair it with a story, go down the tunnel and then get it stuck and lodged in our body. That's where it becomes a problem. That's where it becomes an issue. And so to me, processing the emotions is everything. We want to get that story, that energy, like out of your body, but you're totally right. It's like, there's so many energy modalities or so many healing techniques. And I've touched on so many of them in my own healing journey and with, and with my clients over the last decade, and they all land differently. And so what I love that you touch upon, like yet again, is the importance for people to truly align with what works best for them. Mm-hmm. And to know that if you are working with somebody or if you yourself is like, okay, I want their life. I have to do exactly what they do. It has to work for me that way. And there's so much resistance. There's so much control. There's so much constriction there that to allow that energy to flow, it's really important to become unapologetic with what aligns with us, yes. not to be like this good little good girl, right? Like you said, and the student and being like, okay, tell me, okay, how can I get a gold star today, teacher? And it's like, no, like, what are you feeling in your heart? What, what gets that energy flowing? Let's do more of that. Let's tap into more energy techniques that we can personalize to fit your needs because everyone is different. And that's amazing. That's beautiful. And I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, thank you for being you. I love your happy side, your loving side, your sad side, your angry side. Like, thank you for being you. And my son, this last mother's day wrote me a little card and inside of it, he's like, thank you, mom, for being yourself. I love you. And I was like, my heart's like melting. And you know, like that's because we're not meant for everyone. And once we get over that, we can really serve the people that we are here for and really help change the world and have a ripple effect by really showing up for the people that we are made for. And so I love that you brought that up, though, because so much we think, okay, if I do that thing, if I use that tool, and I always encourage my clients, I'm like, here's a tool that's worked for many, but I want you to take it in, shift it and allow for it. Like, I want this to be the blueprint. And then I want you to take it and see what works for you. Maybe it doesn't work at all, but like, I want you to take it in and be like, you know what, actually, Jen, that last paragraph, that, that last nugget is what I needed. And I'm like, yes, that is it. Or they go, that doesn't work. And I go, great. On to the next, we have another tool. We have another method. Like be honest because I it's, that's how we're going to get to the good stuff. Yeah. What you said, you just said so much. It's so good. Because it's so important that you have someone that you partner with who helps you customize, who helps you choose what's right for you. And it sounds like you're helping your client 
really take responsibility and ownership for how they want to show up and what works best for them. Because in my opinion, that's how the client gets the biggest results fastest, right? When, when what you're teaching them is customized to them versus this is my 10 step strategy, do it this way. Like this is the only way to get the result. And that's so not true. And it, it, it shows in the internal strategies and also the external strategies. So I love that. But there was something else that you said that I wanted to touch on. And I think it had to do with, um, just really recognize, oh, I wanted to get specific in terms of what the tools are designed to do, because I didn't get this for a long time. For, so for a long time, I thought it was just about, and I still talk a lot about energy in, in my content, but, and it is about managing your energy. But I believe that the way that we attract what we want into our experience is by choosing who we're going to be, which is a little bit deeper than energy, right? So we are energy, yes, but it's about, in my opinion, it's about who, what's the identity? Like, how do you want to show up? Like, who do you believe you are? What's that main story, right? Mm-hmm. And then you want to then cultivate the energy to support that identity because everything starts from there. And I think a lot of times what people are trying to do is I just want to manage, manage my energy so I can manifest more money or I can manifest more clients. It's all about getting the thing rather than manifesting who you want to be right? Because yes. who you're being is what's then reflected back to you in terms of clients, passion, everything. It's, it's, it's that real shift yeah. of, and I, that performing to that beingness. Yeah. And there's so much softness that comes from truly being mm-hmm. and owning who you are. And like you said, I loved how you touched on, you actually started doing less. Mm-hmm. And I really think that once you really do this work, consistently you keep showing up you keep dropping the ball you keep failing you really fine tune what you like what you don't like what works for you what doesn't and you start realizing that when you slow down you speed up mm-hmm. and it's not because you have this long to-do list and look at me I'm go 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 and then you get have you, have you ever gone to work where it's like you go 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 and then you get to work and you don't even know how you got there because you're so in your head and you haven't even connected to your heart it's like by slowing down we are speeding up yeah. And there's such beauty around it. Gosh, I feel like you and I have so much in common. I could talk forever. Christelle was right. She was like, look, you guys are going to be like, hit it off. I'm like, yes. So <laughs> how, how do you choose? There's last two questions. And then I want to like wrap it up here because again, we could talk for hours, but how do you choose the right prices? Like, can we really, and not even prices, the right investment levels, right? Like how do you guide your clients, what, what would you say? Cause I mean, you and I both know, like, how do you put the price on healing and stopping generational trauma and finding the partner of your dreams and creating success and having flow and happiness in your life? Like, how do you really put a price tag on that? Yeah. Right. So for me, like I mentioned before, I believe our work is priceless. That's just my opinion about it. So any price a client decides to choose, I'm 100% behind them. As long as it feels aligned to them. I think mm. that's how choose a perfect price. So what I always do with my clients is I mentioned before we get clear on what the vision is and, and what, how do you want to build your business, that kind of stuff. And then we can determine what type of offers that they're going to create. Uh, and we get clear on what their zone of genius is and all that kind of stuff and, and the highest outcomes our clients can get. And when they're clear on that, then we can choose a price for a particular program and they choose it. I don't. Because if they were to ask me, I'd be like, oh, it should be 10K or it should be 30K or it should be 50K or it should be 100K. And my, all of my clients are not at the same place, but I'm just like, that's a no brainer at 50 K. And they're like, maybe 10. I'm like, okay, then it was 10. But what we're always doing to check, to make sure that my clients feel aligned because sometimes they're heading harder in different places. Mm -hmm. It's to check with the body. So Mm -hmm. if a client says to me, they want to charge 30 K, but they feel one of my clients said this, and I always use this example. She's like, I want to charge 30 K, but I feel like my shoulders are up to my ears then 30K is not the price at this moment. Mm. Not because the value isn't there, but because you're not in alignment. So there's two things we can do. We can either do some coaching around you elevating your identity, you really getting grounded into the price, uh, into the value so that you see the value at 30K and you're like, oh yeah, that's a no brainer. I can say it like with my eyes closed or you can choose to lower the price and then work your way up to 30K. It doesn't matter, right? You get to decide. Because you have to be the one to go out into the field and to ask people for, or make the invitation, if you will, 
for how, you know, how much you want to charge for people to work with you. And so that's how we play, how I play the game with my clients. It's, it's no, that they have to charge this amount or this amount. Like I will say that most of my clients charge 10K to 100K, but I have some clients who charge five, right? So you can charge whatever you want, as long as you feel in alignment with it, as long as your body is not like, you know what I mean? And, and I'm just <laughs> As an example, you can feel the resistance or the constriction anywhere in your body, mm-hmm. right? But the point is when you are in alignment with your price, it feels good in your body. It lands there. When you're not in alignment, you feel resistance. Nothing's wrong. It just means that you either have to do some work to release that resistance or you lower the price until you're ready to go up higher. And either way is fine. And it's just, it's fully owning. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. It's like, I know a woman who she was doing a $97 offer a $250 offer and she wasn't selling them. Right. I don't know if you know her. So Makosi, the Royal shaman, she went from doing that to then selling $57,000 packages all day. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, the packages are like six figures and beyond, but it's just like, that's the potent power of aligning with the investment level going from like a 250 or maybe it's 297 to like 57,000 to a lot of people to make that leap. But it was like, that was where the misalignment was. It was like, okay, so I just got to like do, you know? And I remember I had a coach tell me to sell, to sell a package for a certain amount. And I did. And then I hired the team. I did the launch and I was like, why isn't it working? It was because I didn't want to teach the program. Mm -hmm. So I was selling a program that got huge results at a price point that I didn't like. And I was selling a program I didn't want to teach. And it was just like, you so often we think, okay, this works. It gets people results. People love it. I should, I should, I should. Instead of thinking, do I want to? Does this feel good? Does this fit around my lifestyle? Does this really bring joy to me? And to know when something is complete, and to really be okay with that, right? Like it's, it's, you're doing a service to people when you celebrate that and make that shift, right? It's just, but the price point I think is such a beautiful thing because I've had clients of mine, they're like, well, what price? And I'm like, I can't, just like, I can't tell you to leave or stay in a relationship. I can't tell you what to price. We can like brainstorm, but like, you're the one selling it all day, right? So what do you tell your clients when they come to you, they price something so well, what strategy and energetics do you match up for like client attraction? Like, what do you see? Cause like you said, not everything works for everyone. Right. So I teach, I have a, a module in my containers. It's called six, uh, six weeks to six figures. So I teach my clients all the strategies that work for me. And then I tell them, but throw this out of the window. Because it's not about the strategies that I use. If you like these strategies, absolutely. But if they don't resonate with you, absolutely not, right? So what I will do with my clients is I will coach them to get clarity on what's the strategy that feels aligned for you. Because most of the clients who come to work with me have already invested in the strategy stuff. So they know a lot of stuff. It's just a matter of giving themselves permission to focus on the stuff that they like and let go of the stuff that they don't like. I had a client who was stuck at like $9,000 a month for a while. And she was doing a lot of strategies that she didn't like. One of the main ones she hated was direct outreach. Many of my clients don't like that. (laughs) So she was like, yeah, I don't like it. But I was like, then stop doing it. She's like, but then how am I going to make more money? I'm like, well, are you making the money you want right now doing it? She's like, no. I was like, well, then stop doing it. And then she decided that she liked to do challenges. She did a challenge that same week and she doubled her revenue and she consistently doubled the revenue, right? Like, Because if you're implementing a strategy that doesn't feel aligned, I don't care how many millions it's made for somebody else. It's not going to make millions for you if you are not aligned with it, right? So what I help my clients do is get really clear on what lights you up, what doesn't, what you like, what lights you up, you want to double down on, what doesn't light you up, you want to let go of. And that means that you also want to leave room for the strategies that are going to come to you. Mm -hmm. Meaning that when you are in alignment and you are spending the majority of your time focusing on being the version of yourself you want to be, this is when you're a match to all of the ideas, all right? Like that's when you're going to get the download of, oh, I should do this masterclass or, oh, I should write this post or, oh, I should reach out to this person. You see what I'm saying? So it's Mm -hmm. not to have this whole thing planned out. You have to know what you want and you have to be in alignment with having it. 
That's it. Mm -hmm. The guidance is going to come to you when you do those things. hundred percent. I mean, I can tell you when there are those illogical where your intuition goes, go outside, go for a walk. And you're like, but it's like muddy and it's late. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to go outside and go for a walk. And then what do you do? You run into somebody and what happens? You have this conversation and then an opportunity out of the blue comes through it that you never even knew was there because you went outside and you went for the walk and you were open to, you were just having fun when you're happy, joyous and free. You're, you're a portal. That's just open for these opportunities that by the way, opportunities come, you get to choose what's, what do you say? Yes and no, not all opportunities are meant, but you're in the flow. When you're in the flow, you can easily say no, yes, no, yes. You know, when you're at the restaurant and you can't make the decision of what you want, that's that feeling inside your body when you're like overthinking it and you're like in the shoulds. Right. And so I love when it's like, there are so many strategies out there. And when you've been in the online world for several years, you know that all of them work. They do. Every one of them works. And, and that's yep. so fascinating to me because I, I talk about this a lot in my marketing, that, you know, what it takes to be successful in business, in my opinion, 80% and 90% of what it takes has nothing to do with strategy mm-hmm. because so much of it has to do with what you're doing internally right? So that's the thing that you need to master. Then you can implement any strategy. You can go on Google and find a strategy in a minute. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that there aren't people who yeah. are interested in the strategy because there are, right? They understand different nuances or whatever. Mm-hmm. But quite frankly, when the energy is aligned, it doesn't matter. Do you know what I'm saying? Like anything, 100%. even if you do the, the strategy half-ass, it's going to work <laughs> because who you're being is a match of the results. And that's yes. the thing that most people want to understand or need to understand, I, I think. Yeah. And you're truly showing up in your beingness of like, this is what I'm here for. Yeah. Somebody who, who, uh, there are people who love launching and it just lights them up. And then there are people who it's like, oh my gosh, I'd rather like, I'm like dying on the inside, just thinking of that. Right. Both are right. Neither person is wrong. Like, right. Cold messaging is great for some people. For other people, they're like, I'd rather go and work at a fast food place. Like this is like, no, right? So I love that. And it's, I really feel, oh, you know what? Lastly, we're we're a little close to going, going a little over. Is that okay with you? Okay, because I really wanna, I really want my audience to hear the your answer to this. And that's what's the ultimate strategy for attracting aligned clients. And how do you blend the energetics with the strategy? And I feel that we already touched on this, but I want to hear from you. So yeah. again, what's the ultimate strategy for attracting aligned clients? And how do you blend the energetics with the strategy? Yeah. So the ultimate strategy is to elevate your state of being. <laughs> That's it. It's who you are. Like you're reflecting clients or you're attracting clients, I should say, as a reflection of who you're being. And that's how I blend the strategy with the energetics, because when I am aligned with what it is that I say that I want, when I already feel like I have it, when I'm being that version of myself, the ideas are naturally going to flow to me for what action to take next. And I just follow the impulse, even Mm -hmm. when it doesn't even make sense. I'm just going to follow that impulse and something's going to hit because I'm not even attached to the outcome. When I'm being the person, I know what's coming. If I'm being a sought after coach, healer, mentor, consultant, whatever the case might be. I know clients are coming. I don't need to see evidence in terms of engagement. I don't need to see evidence in terms of people reaching out in my DMs. I know it's happening. And it's my conviction. It's my certainty that it's happening, regardless of what I see, that allows it to happen. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people are missing. So often we're looking at the 3D, waiting for confirmation. It's not going to come there. The, the way that you can see confirmation in 3D, I will say this because it's something I share with my clients, is you can choose to make anything evidence. This is what I did when I wanted to do my first 50K sale. Oh. I saw everything as, as evidence. If I saw a $5 bill, it's evidence. That. The sale is coming. If I see five people standing in a line, I count five people, that's evidence my 50K sale is coming. Like That's what I did. So mm. you can to make anything evidence. So much of what allows you to experience the results that you want is your own creativity, right? So when we look at something, you you and I can look at the same thing and we can see two different things because of our own experience and our own decision about what we want to see. 
right? And it's the same thing when you're looking at 3D. So you can choose to look at things that you're experiencing in 3D. A lot of people, you know, feel triggered by the contrast, for example. You say you want 100K a month and you don't see anybody, you know, reaching out to buy from you in the first week of the month yet, right? You can choose to make that mean it's not going to happen. And you can slide back into the old identity, or you could say, okay, if I was being the version of myself who knew that 100K months are my reality, how would I choose to see this? And you would, have, you would be surprised at the creative answers you could come up with, right? To convince mm-hmm. yourself that it is a done deal. And when you get yourself to that place, this is when your reality reshapes itself to reflect back to you who you're choosing to be. I love everything you said. And I want to reconfirm too, for people is our outside world to like, just add to what you said, our outside world is a reflection of what our past version manifested. Mm -hmm. So if we are stepping up to the next chapter, if there's something that's coming through to our heart center there, it's going to take a minute to come through to the physical and it's already here. We just have to believe it. We have to know it. We have to really, and it's, it's really cool because, you know, coaching and romance and love and relationships and recovery and, and successful women, I can say that for me in my darkest days, I chose to see getting invited to a baby shower, getting invited to a wedding and being like, that means it's that much closer. And I would make sure that I was spiritually fit to go to that event and to really embody and to be like, it's close. It's close. It's happening. And I knew that romance was my birthright. So what happened? It happened. Like, instead of being like, oh my gosh, it's never going to happen. I'm 30. My life's a disaster. My husband cheated on me. My credit shot. No, I was like, you know what? No, I created this mess, which means I can create magic and miracles. And it's really knowing how powerful we are And owning it and being like, I'm going to believe and I'm going to really feel into, like you said, the feeling of it and to really shift and pivot and shift and pivot. And I would talk to like seven, eight figure women and they're like, the thoughts don't go away. You just don't give them as much, as much energy anymore. They're still there. And, you know, I used to think like they must be lying. And then you get to a certain level and you're like, oh, like that's real. The thoughts are still there. You just don't give them the attention anymore that you used to give them. So, oh, I love this conversation. So I want to promote and celebrate you. So tell us how can, how can like, I really want to encourage my listeners. If you feel aligned, if you feel called to go and reach out to Desiree, how can people find you? What are you promoting? What are uh, like, just tell me all the things. Yeah. So you can find me on my website. That's the most permanent place, which is powerhouseunleashed.com. And there there's access to my free masterclass where I walk you through how my clients are adding 10 to a hundred thousand dollars per month with a handful of high ticket clients. So you can sign up for that for free. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn and Instagram. I love it. I love it. And we'll put the link there. You, you gave me the links before, so they'll be in the show notes. And lastly, I love to ask all of my guests this one question, and that is how has being unapologetic strengthened your relationships? Mm. Well, I would say it strengthened my relationships because I get to show up as myself, right? So that means that I have more connection in my relationships. When I was not unapologetic because I was people-pleasing, (laughs) <laughs> and I was trying to be perfect and I was trying to be liked and all those kind of things, I was completely inauthentic, right? And so it was hard to create connection from that place. So when I became unapologetic first with myself, the love and acceptance I have mm-hmm. for myself, it then opened me up to be unapologetic with other people because I'm already meeting my own needs. So if somebody is upset with me or they don't like the way that I show up, that's okay. I am in a place where I can handle the vulnerability. I'm in a place where I can express how I feel. And I can also receive from somebody else how they're thinking and feeling, even if they disagree with me, without making it mean something bad about me. Mm. And so from that perspective, I now have much closer relationships. I love that. And such a deep level of self-worth and ownership and also allowing people to be them. Because when we're unapologetic, We allow other people to be unapologetic. And then there's this beautiful, like we said, right? People mirror. 
those things inside of us. And there's just a beautiful flow and true intimacy happens when we have that with ourselves. which I love that you said, I'm so happy we got to have this. Thank you so much for joining me today, Desiree. Yeah, it's been fun. I loved it. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Unapologetic Woman podcast. I hope you liked it and learned from it. I invite you to follow this podcast, share it with a friend, and leave an honest review. For more, follow me on social at Jen Stoney, G-E-N-S-T-O-N-E-Y. Have a great day, and I can't wait to see you on the next episode.